Welcome to the RV Dreaming Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome back to the RV Dreaming Podcast. I'm Stuart from Stuart doing stuff. If you haven't found me on Instagram, go check me out over there. Because a lot of the things that you see on my Instagram and the activities and the travel that I do there, you're going to hear about here on this podcast. So it's nice to go see the video and try and check out the photos and then come back here and uh, and, and, and check out the the story behind the photos, so to speak, because there's there's lots of stuff going on, and I've been uh, recapping my Canada trip. I spent four weeks up there, so um, I've been uh, go go check out those photos, go check out those reels uh, on my Instagram, and then check out also other podcasts. Cause I've been kind of talking about some of the stuff that's happened to me up there, and I know a lot of people want to go travel in Canada, and they're, they've just never done it. You hear a lot of people going from like the Trans-Canada Highway up to Alaska. I didn't do that. I went from uh, Wyoming up through Canada to Calgary. I hung a left and went west to Vancouver and down through Seattle. So that, that was my route, and um, recapping that. So go and check out those, and, um, and check out the podcast, too, about other things. But that's not what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to go way back. For me, going back like three years or so to where I said, I'm going full time. I'm making this decision. So when you make that commitment, the first thing you do is you look at the rigs, you kind of get all that. But once you're once you're in and you have your start date, you go, I'm going, uh, it was January something for me or February 1st or something like that for me when I knew it was going to be my first time when my lease was up and, and I was going to be out. So you gotta, you got to do some things to be able to get rolling. The biggest one is you got to sell your stuff. I mean, you've got a, a whole house or a whole apartment of, of just things from dinette, chairs, tables, sofas, TVs, stands, wall clocks, mirrors, artwork. I mean, it's amazing how much you collect living in a home and and you don't even realize it's just there's a you just get a lot of stuff stuff that you don't even I remember when I when I I bought my condo I moved to a few different places in a short amount of time there were things I and, and you know what too <laughs> this this actually happened in my super CRV when I first got that there were things I put in there in one of the under storage bins thinking I was going to need it and then when I moved out of it a year and a half later it was still there. I never touched it in a year and a half. I never, I never even thought about it. Never needed it. Never touched it. And so, um, hoarding is is not just for uh, people in homes. It could happen in in RVs as well. But anyways, that that looking back on it was the easy part. What do I do with my stuff? Well, it's easy. You give it away. You sell it. You donate it. You know, there's there's ways of being able to get rid. After all, it, it may be nice stuff, it may be expensive stuff, but it's just stuff when it all comes down to it. So it's it's easy to create that emotional, to create that that emotional detachment from where you go. This was mine, and and it doesn't mean anything to me anymore because this sofa. Yes, I loved it when I bought it, but now that represents my past and. And this RV represents my future, where I'm going. So you get more focused on the future 
you as opposed to the past you, you know, and it's just a sofa. But what if the sofa's not a sofa? What if a sofa is more than just the thing that you sit your butt on at the end of the day? <laughs> you know, what if it's that memory, those triggers, and I'm talking about your photos, your videos. You know, we talked about the paintings on the wall, just paintings on the wall. But what if you decorated your house with your kids' graduation photos, with wedding photos, with family vacations, and, and all these different you know, things that you going up and down the stairs, you look at the photos and it reminds you of that family trip to Hawaii or reminds you of, of this uh, when you send your kid off to college or whatever, whatever it is in your life, whatever it is in your family, whatever it is that reminds you of you. These things are not disposable. These, these things are not just something that you can just toss away and give away and sell. You know, this this is the sum of your life, the sum of everything that you have done and everything that you have accomplished all the way up until this point, right? So what what are you going to do with these things? Well, a lot of people just put them into storage. And that's all fine and dandy. You can do that, but I think I have a better way. And we're going to talk about that better way with our guests. Coming up in the next segment, the RV photo queen. Right now is Hopeless Lover, Blacktop Bandits, on the RV Dreaming Podcast. And you want a sunny day. Right there, you took my breath away. A young and pretty, was it just a dream? The next day, you called me up. You told me I'm your little buttercup. You came over and you fell into my arms. Well, I know what I feel. Please tell me your love is real. You make me smile when I think of you. If I am down low and I am blue, I can't get enough. Oh, you make me happy, I feel so fine. Oh, how I wish that you were mine. I can't get enough. Oh, Crazy from just the thought of you A long blonde hair and your beautiful smile Your sense of humor makes it all worthwhile Don't make me wait, it's not a funny game You know just what I feel Please tell me I love is real
Instagram. Stuart doing stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. A lot of people ask, how do I make money living on the road? Where do I make an income? What do you do for work? Well, it's just fantastic when you can find a passion like traveling and RVing and fulfill a need that is out there. And that's exactly what my next guest has done. Find us online. RVDreaming.tv. Remember to hit that subscribe button. I'm really excited for my next guest today. She has created something that I think a lot of people need, but nobody has really talked about. And you're really going to enjoy this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to RV Dreaming. Brenda, the RV photo queen. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Brenda, thanks so much for joining us today on the RV Dreaming podcast. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Brenda, and I have dubbed myself the RV Photo Queen for a number of reasons. And I am a woman who wears many hats and has many titles. I'm still working full time at my corporate job. I am a corporate event and meeting planner. So I just need to be near an airport and then I fly out to wherever the events and the meetings are happening and, and do the behind the scenes planning for those. I've been doing that for 18 years. So still have my corporate hat on. I am a wife and a mother. I have five kids and a grandma. My husband and I have 17 grandkids. Um, we joke that someday when they're all grown up, we have figured out that we can go and mooch dock for like two to three weeks with each one of them, wherever they are and do the circuit. And then at the end of the year, we can just start over again yeah. and get to see them all. Uh, be a while. The youngest one is only six months old. So it's going to be a while before we get to that point. But that's what we joke around about that someday we'll be able to do that. So I wear the grandma hat. I also wear the hat of in being married. You know, my, my husband has a business, so I'm his business partner. We do lots of things together. So I just, I have a lot of hats and, and a lot of titles that I wear. You know, a lot of people when they are on the road, yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. You just kind of never know where it's going to, but you're, you took your, your, your event plan career from when you lived in a sticks and bricks and you still kept it even on the road because a lot of people make a career change sometimes or a job change at least when they hit the road but that you didn't have to do that I didn't have to but I I added to it because obviously during the pandemic uh, you think about corporate incentive travel corporate meetings in person like nothing happened mm -hmm. and so I did have to pivot and figure out so if this doesn't come back to normal or whatever, you know, normal or better is, what am I going to do? And that's when I turned my hobby of scanning photos into a, a second job. Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick because RV photo queen, what yes. does that mean? And what, and what does that business entail? A couple different facets. So RV photo queen to me, that tells you exactly who and what I am. Um, I live in an RV uh, I love photos and everything memory keeping, and I am the queen. So therefore, I am your go-to person <laughs> for that. And it came about because when we started the process of downsizing, getting rid of just all the extra stuff you have in the house is easy. Um, you know, how many spatulas do you need? You know, you might have had three in the house, only need one in the RV. When I was downsizing my clothes, you know, the question came up. How many pairs of black shoes does a woman need? And I figured out that 18 was not the answer. Um, <laughs> my answer was three. And I now have three pairs of black shoes. That's it. And if a new pair comes mm -hmm. in, one pair goes out. So mm -hmm. that stuff was easy. But then we got to my photos, my photo albums, my memorabilia, ooh, my Mother's Day cards. 
don't mess with my Mother's Day cards. I have been saving those for over 30 years. But what do we do with them? Because obviously they don't fit in an RV. Even we have a big rig and I, they're still not going to fit. And it was through that pain point of trying to figure out what to do with them that the RV photo queen was birthed. And I figured out how to make all of my memories. I was able to digitize them and organize them. And then for me, I needed to mobilize them so that they could come with me. And that's what I have created as a system to help others. And it's, it's the same system, whether you're downsizing to move into an RV or just into a smaller home, or maybe you're in sticks and bricks and you've just figured out that it is time to rescue those boxes of photos that are hiding under the bed or in the guest room closet or down in the basement. I've got a system that can help you do that. You're listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and thanks for listening. Real me to get it going. Open me up. Sweet talking like you mean it, but you're making it so complicated. I hate it. Every time I get too close, you push me away. Don't want to stick, telling me you don't want any obligations and how you hate them. Don't call me just cause you're lonely. Maybe I'm not I think about it way too much And every single thought Is making me Making me Give me something Straight from your heart All this insecurity Is tearing me apart You're making me Sleepless You're making me sleepless Yeah I keep losing in this game I'm playing pretend I don't wanna be a 4am I'm suffocating Just by waiting on you So Don't call me just cause you're lonely You know you're killing me slowly Nah Maybe I'm yours Maybe I'm not I think about it way too much And every single thought Is making me Making me Give me something straight from your heart All this insecurity is tearing me apart You're making me
the RV Dreaming Podcast, and we are talking to the RV Photo Queen. A lot of people, when they are downsizing, they come across this memorabilia, the photos and things that they just can't get rid of. Mm-hmm. So they just go into storage. Mm-hmm. You know, they go, well, maybe we'll get a storage unit or maybe this where they'll dump it out of a friend's house or if they're older, they have kids. It's like, hey, can you store the, Can you hold on to this? But those are great memories and they have no business being in a box in a storage unit that just kind of gets tucked away. No, because in a storage unit or at the kids's or at your parents, if you're the younger generation and you're going out, um, they are still just one bad day away from being destroyed. A fire, a tornado, a hurricane. I have dealt and helped a gal who lost everything from the recent hurricane down in Florida. All of her wedding photos, all everything, her children's baby pictures. Uh, we salvaged what we could. We did a lot of photo restoration, but had we digitized them before tragedy struck, it would have been bad, obviously, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been devastating to know that your memories have just blown to kingdom come. Yeah, a lot of people think, oh, it's okay, it's in storage, but if your storage is in Florida and a big old hurricane comes in, or if it's somewhere in the Midwest and the tornado just happens to, you know, come on, it's, it's, I mean, you have insurance for the stuff that can be replaced. Mm -hmm. Insurance can't replace those photos, those memories, that memorabilia, the Mother's Day cards, you know. Yeah, no, there's no replacement for those. And even if you started out and you did digitize most or all of your stuff, but you have it on an external hard drive, don't last forever. They are not intended for permanent storage. And this spring, I had an external hard drive that a couple of years ago, I thought I was all smart and was saving my stuff on it, saving all my stuff on it. And I was working on putting it into my permanent storage, but you know, I'm busy like everybody else and I hadn't gotten to it. And in February, it seized and died. And mm-hmm. I lost thousands of files of memories of my mom who passed away six years ago. And I sent it off to four different forensic recovery companies thinking somebody's got to be able to salvage something. And one company said they thought they could to the tune of $3,500, which I said I'd have paid. I told my husband, you wouldn't have eaten for a while. I don't know. I'd have sold a kidney. (laughs) I'd have done something to get those memories back. And then later they came back and said, nope, it's unrecoverable. And I've just been sick to think of the memories that I've lost that are, there's no replicating them. There's no replacing them. They're just gone. And they were on an external, a really good, high quality external hard drive that just up and died. And it wasn't old. It was only three years old and it just up and quit. What kind of so, hard drive was it? Was it one of those solid state drives or was it a, what kind of drive? It was one it? that still spins, but it was only a couple of years old and I was working on getting stuff out. So I always tell people flash drives, external hard drives are not created for long-term storage. They are created for short-term storage. Um, and I have adopted the industry standard of three, two, one. So you have three copies, two of them are local and one is in the cloud. And then all your bases are covered. The cloud storage too. Like I do a lot of videos, obviously. And I, you know, some Mm -hmm. of it I keep and some not. And photos on your camera, especially nowadays. We're traveling Mm -hmm. all over the place. We're taking lots of photos. We're taking lots of videos. Those get uploaded uploaded automatically to the iCloud or whatever. I've had to upgrade my storage quite a bit. But cloud storage is cheaper nowadays. Well, there's a lot to learn about cloud storage. And the, the thing that I teach my people is that number one, All cloud storage is not created equal. 
you have to read the terms of service so that you know and understand and nobody wants to do that. So I have partnered with a company that is designed solely to save your memories um, for your lifetime plus a hundred years with the goal of into forever. Um, and that's the only thing this company does is save your memories. All the other companies have a, a different primary purpose and then they've kind of added the storage thing on. And for some of them, you know, if you read their terms of service, it lets you know that when you expire, so does your account. I've actually had photos deleted from an account because their uh, terms of service said I had to be in my account every six weeks. And when my husband was injured, which I'll share that story because that's what brought us to RVing, um, I was not anywhere uh, for several months because we were in the process of recovering from a horrific burn. And at the end, when I had a day to go back and have me time and I was going to go finish a book I was working on and I logged into my account and it was empty because they had deleted everything because I had not been into the account within the allotted time. I lost everything. And we're going to have more with the RV Photo Queen on the RV Dreaming Podcast after this. I look the other way. I don't see how it's got anything to do with me. Oh, hurry, I need my beat at any expense. It doesn't make sense, but every cell in my body.
You're listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and thanks for listening. Recently, uh, another company has stopped storing memories, your photos for free. A lot of people didn't pay attention. And on the day that they hit the turn off button, then everybody was up in arms. You have to make sure that your cloud storage is designed to save your memories. So, wow. That, yeah. I mean, you're, you're right on a couple of things. Well, you're right on everything that you just said, but you think that really- <laughs> A few things that really stood out to me is like nobody reads the terms of store, the terms of service. You know, you, you the annoying pop up comes in, you click that box, and you're like, "Get me to just where I want to go." The the idea that if you don't log into your account after six months, it's just automatically gone is terrifying. Yeah, you know, it, it's with, especially without a notice or warrant. It's terrifying that 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 could happen when you put your entire faith and your trust of of your most precious valuable you're you know all this yes. stuff to this third party that you think is going to be okay and and it's not that's scary yeah yes and what's coming to fruition is we're finding out that those companies that for in the beginning touted you know oh free storage free storage free well there is no such thing as free um and as time has gone on they have figured out that storage is actually rather expensive to keep on an ongoing basis. So if they're not making enough money off of you, then you're not, so in essence, they kind of lied to you. And the company that I've partnered with upfront, you buy your storage, you own it, and it's yours forever. And you pay once and you're done. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's, can you tell I'm a little passionate about this? I've, I've lost a few things. I've learned a few lessons the hard way. And, and I'm going to pivot a little bit to something that nobody wants to think about, death. I was reading this other thing. You know, I work in marketing a lot, and I look at how technology is changing old businesses, service businesses, whatever. And I don't know if it's happening yet because, you know, I don't visit cemeteries just for the fun of it. But I heard nowadays a lot of companies, a lot of people, businesses or whatever, they're putting QR codes on tombstones. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah. So I am a weekend genealogist and I do actually visit cemeteries just because <laughs> I think it's fun. So that being said, and I also remind everybody, geez, guys, I mean, not to be Debbie Downer, but the possibility that we're going to die someday is 100 percent. You know, <laughs> That's pretty good. Day yeah. is coming, hopefully not for a long time, but still that day is coming. And so I also teach my my clients that what we are doing today in saving our memories and digitizing the old stuff in organizing the new stuff, it's not just about us. And it's not just for us. It is for generations to come. Because let's face it, if you live in an RV full time, you don't do normal. You know, <laughs> that's just not part of who you are. Because it's not normal. And a couple generations down the road, you're going to have some great nieces and nephews or grandkids or people who just are curious about your story that are going to want to come and see and hear what was this all about and what was it like and where did they go? And we want to have those stories preserved. I think most people are familiar with Alcatraz, the, oh, yeah. the prison that you know is out in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That's now a tourist attraction. Well, a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, like 2018, 2019, I had the opportunity to go down to South Africa. And I visited Robben Island over there, which is where Mandela was imprisoned for, for so long. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes that interesting is that prison down in South Africa, outside of Cape Town, it's newer. And it's the fact that it's a tourism thing. And part of the tour that you go on, the tour guides are former prisoners. 
one of the things that I was just talking to them about was just, you know, they, they walk you through the halls. They tell you the stories. I was sitting here having dinner, having lunch and whatever, whatever. And they said that the Preservation Society of Robin Island, the prison, they're working so hard to get the prisoners memoirs and notes documented video photos you know just talking about what it was like when they arrived what was it like when they lived there what was it like when they got out what was it like when they got offered a job there the motion the feel capturing all that for future generations is is key and um i'm never going to say a cemetery is going to become a tourist attraction no but you know, but it would be interesting because now you walk through a, a cemetery and you see these tombstones of somebody that died in like 1912 or 1914 or whatever. How cool would it be for someone 100 years from now to go to our tombstone, scan a QR code to get a little bit of story about your life and what you did and who is here now? Digitizing and capturing and storing these memories, not just for your thing, but for others is, is I think, a huge thing. that Yes. And one of the even- things that I try and do too is some myth busting. Oftentimes somebody will say, you know, I don't have kids or my kids don't want my stuff. And I always share with them, that's just today. And if you don't have kids, chances are you have nieces and nephews, or you have friends whose kids have heard your story about what you do if you live in an RV or or if you don't live in an RV, chances are there's something. Every story is important and every story should be preserved. And that's what I want to help people do. And then take them with you when you're on the road. I still want the pictures and the stories of my grandma, my mom that's passed away. I I still want that with me. My Mother's Day cards, I want those with me still in some form. And so once I digitized them, put them in a permanent account, I was able to emotionally and physically then let go of the cards. And you know, too, you talk about the genealogy, you know, you have websites like Ancestry where you can track family trees of people you've never met. That would be cool, too, where you go like, oh, you connect this branch or this tree or whatever, and then, you know, it can take you to a website. I think Facebook and Meta and, and all those have a, a archive feature on their accounts now or something like that. They do. Bear in mind what they do with your photos as far as the quality and what's called the metadata on it. Is, is unconscionable to somebody who loves their photos. It's online. RVdreaming.tv. Remember to hit that subscribe button. We're going to finish up with the RV Photo Queen and learn about what you really can do to save all of your precious memories that you have right after this. Right now, though, this is wellness. It's called Just Drive on the RV Dreaming Radio Podcast. Yeah. 
Just Drive by Wellness here on the RV Dreaming Radio Podcast. Stuart with you. And we've been talking to the RV Photo Queen. And before you can just drive, you want to make sure that you have all of your precious memories. You have all of your keepsakes that you have with you that you love in your sticks and bricks home. And we've been talking about how to digitize, how to to to, to really encapsulate and, and make sure these things stay with you forever. And a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to put them onto Facebook. And then when I die, it'll archive it. But you were saying that there's a problem when I load my photos into Facebook. I think Facebook and Meta and, and all those have a, a archive feature on their accounts now or something like that. Where They do. Bear in mind what they do with your photos as far as the quality and what's called the metadata on it is is unconscionable to somebody who loves their photos because once you put them there they strip them down to the very very bare what they have to have to have them look good on the screen and that's it moms find this out when they've been keeping kids as pictures there and it's graduation time and now they want to print them and all of a sudden they realize to print them they're garbage but there is the ability to archive your your account and have things be there to as long as meta is there but once they decide that they're no longer going to be should that day ever come then where'd everything go we're talking with brenda the rv photo queen she obviously knows a lot more than i do about how to digitize and store your your memories and your and your photos for long-term use that's so important when you're getting ready to travel it's like what do i do with all this stuff and we know now you don't want to leave it in storage you don't want to leave it at your kid's house it's just too much stuff that could happen that's beyond your control going back to why you started RVing and all of this. You said there was an interesting story behind that. There is. So I grew up camping. I love to camp. Started out and my husband and I camped together. We started out in a tent. Uh, We're going to be having our 25th wedding anniversary. And when we started, we were in a tent. And then we moved up to a 1964 travel trailer. Oh my God, that was a a riot. Uh, Went from there into a pop-up. Woohoo! We had upgraded. It was a pop-up. But our pop-up even had a slide. So we were really, we were happening at that point. So we've loved camping. It's been a part of our family culture, part of who we are. But just weekend warriors. You know, I just want to go 
a week here, a week there. I don't, you know, living in a teeny tiny space. Yeah, I don't think so. Fast forward to August of 2020. And my husband experienced a catastrophic accident where he was doing landscaping around our Sticks and Bricks house that we had. We had a beautiful turn of the century Princess Anne house in a small town in northern Iowa. And he was doing landscape work and he was running. It's called a a skid loader, which is a little machine that you get in and it's got a scoop bucket on the front of it. and You move dirt and everything in it. Out of nowhere, this little machine exploded with my husband inside of it. Oh boy. Uh, Yes, it was the neighbors. I was not home. Our neighbors heard the explosion, came running. My husband was able to get himself out of the skid loader, but he sustained substantial burns over 25% of his body. They lifelighted him to the Iowa Burns Center where we spent a month. He went through grafting surgeries. His hands, his legs have been grafted, and we learned how to live as a burn survivor. Fast forward from that, as I watched him go through the healing process, I was becoming very aware of, for him, we're getting older, 60s knocking on our door, we, we're gonna need a lifestyle change. Iowa's winters, because that's where we are from, are extreme. And they are cold and they are bitter and they hurt his new skin. Iowa's summers are boiling when you get to about now, 100 and something with you know, humidity everywhere and hot is extra hot to him. And so we were literally sitting on our our sofa during the recovery period. We were watching YouTube and somewhere I had come across a couple that was just getting started in going full-time in an RV. And so we binge watched because, you know, what else do you do? And watched several of those. And at one point I elbowed him and I said, hey, we could do this. We could sell everything and live in an RV and chase the weather. And you don't have to scoop snow, you don't have to be out in it. And he looked at me and he said, and I quote, you would never leave your stuff. And I paused (laughs) and I thought, okay, I do have a lot of really nice stuff and I have a lot of it. But then as we walked through, I thought, well, shame on me if my stuff is more important than my husband's quality of life. And it took us about two weeks and we decided that yes, we're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to throw normal out the window and we're going to sell everything, figure this out and move into an RV. And that was in, oh, March of 2021, because we had gotten through the accident. April, we had our first garage sale and said, we're never doing that again. (laughs) That was, yeah. And it was like, you either, you know, sell it on marketplace or give it away, pay it forward, get rid of it. And, and be done with it. We were very blessed. We had an amazing deal come through on the floor plan that we found that we wanted. Um, and so June of 2022, we sold our house without ever listing it and moved into our rig, whom we named Julie, because her best friend is Dooley. So we have Julie and the Dooley, <laughs> which I joke sounds like a really bad country song. And now we're just waiting to sell my husband's business so that we truly can chase the weather. So you're just kind of staying put then in Iowa right now or? For the most part, we are still tethered to Iowa. We've taken a few short trips, but we still have to come back because he is still working because just the right owner um, to sell to has not come up yet. But soon, 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 soon. I know that feeling of trying to sell a business and just waiting and watching the clock tick and going like sooner or later. But yeah, it'll happen. 
So once you finally do get to hit the road, what's on your bucket list? Where, where, where's the first place that you're going? Well, first place we're probably going to go is to Texas because my husband's planning to go through um, RV technician training because that's very much in his wheelhouse. It's something that with his injuries, he can still do. Um, so it'll probably be Texas. But when you talk about what's on my bucket list for my, my to-do RV travel, this is funny. It's visit cemeteries on the East Coast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to do a genealogy trip where we are going to go and go to Ohio and Pennsylvania and up to Massachusetts and Connecticut, where I have generations of family buried in cemeteries and then work our way down the coast, then maybe spend whatever year that turns out to be, spend the winter in Florida then. But that's my that's my go to. That's my bucket. I do. I actually want to go and visit cemeteries. I, I've never used, I don't think in my entire life I've ever used the term like cemeteries will never be a tourist attraction until like 20 minutes ago. And then I talk to you and find out that, but I guess it's different for you. You're going to visit family and this family, is something yes. that's specific. Part, you know, yes. Yeah. You're just not going and checking it out and going, oh, what's over here? Now I have a question for you about this. Have you ever done a cemetery tour in New Orleans? No, I've not done a tour. I have gone to a couple of them and been there. Um, I love the history that's down there. And when we do our bucket list, if we're ever there, when there's a tour, I would a hundred percent go do that. I went there and I didn't know about the whole cemetery tours or whatever. Cause just, it's like, why would I, I saw it on one of those little touristy guide things like, Oh, go do this New Orleans cemetery tour. I was like, why? And, but I ended up while I was there for a couple of weeks, I started talking to the locals and whatever. And the way that they deal with th- all that stuff, it was interesting. It became very interesting about how they, cause they don't bury people there. You no, know, in, in their water table's too high. Yeah, yeah. So I and I didn't know that, you know, and then they started talking about this and then you start hearing about the heritage and the history. And then it's like they treat their cemeteries there like they're museums, you know, like they're, they're like, they're, you know, it's part of the culture um, that you don't get everywhere else. So now I was like, well, shoot, you know, if I ever go back to New Orleans or I'm, I know I'm going to go back, but next time I'm going to have to add that to my list and and think of it not more of like, I'm not going to a cemetery just because I don't know anybody there, but you know, it's like you go and visit a, you know, a piece of history. Like if you go to a mission or you go to, you know, one of these national monuments or something like that, you're, you got to take in a little bit of the history of the culture of the town and the area. So Completely. To, it's a history lesson. Yeah. I had to reframe my, my mind and go like, okay, but it is a cemetery. <laughs> so the history of cemeteries um, here in the United States, they actually kind of played a part as the the local park in their early days because they were well groomed and people would go and literally visit them like they would we would um, our our local parks. So just another little tidbit of trivia there. I did not know that either. <laughs> just, I was where was I? I'm trying to remember. Was it? Oh, gosh. It, I was staying somewhere. It was in Elks Lodge. Oh, San Luis Obispo, California, or somewhere out in central central coast of California. The uh, Elks Lodge was right across the street from a cemetery where you park your RV, where they have the RV lot parking. So you like you open up your window and you look out and you just see tombstones. See, I'd have been over Trump and through there in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> but it, it goes back to saying, like, if people do do that, like, if I knew that there were QR codes you know, with these things where I said, oh, look at this person fought in World War II or this person fought there. You can pull up a thing and there's a video of photos or even 
blogs are just their story that's what that would be really cool cool and i don't know if the trend is going that way for cemeteries or or anything or if like let's say um i wanted to go to my grandparents grave and say hey i want to create a video or i want to create a little thing about their life and i want to have a qr code etched into their tombstone i don't know if that's happening yet or not it is it's starting to absolutely Mm -hmm. and i think it will just become more and more common as time goes on and technology just continues to barrel forward and that's what we want to do i mean we want to remember our grandparents we want to remember those who came before us because that's part of what makes us who we are you're listening to the rv dreaming podcast be sure to subscribe and thanks for listening carry emotions the weight of the ocean Keep climbing mountains, too blind to see. It's not getting you closer to where you wanna be. Your life, the weight on your shoulders, trying to put it down. You fall and you break, you got battles to take, but you figure it out, yeah. You fall and you break, you got changes to make now. See the light at the end of the tunnel It's right there and I just look up and follow Take one step at a time, babe, I'm with you All the way So baby, get up, 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 up Now don't you stay down, 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 down Now lift yourself up, 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 up Baby, baby, get up, baby, get up The bright is shining Darkest skies get so used to be hiding behind your fears. But from my perspective, you got just what it takes. You're in control here. Don't you forget. You fall and you break. You got battles to take on, but you figure it out. Yeah. But you fall and you break, you got changes to make now. See the light at the end of the tunnel. It's right there, now just look up and follow. Take one step at a time, babe, I'm with you. All the way, baby, get up. No, don't just stay down. And lift yourself. action on Instagram. Stuart doing stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. I do sometimes just visit random ones when they're nearby. I actually, one of my hobbies is cleaning and preserving stones. And so that's one of the things I do as a hobby. 
You know, I always said back when we were going through this whole COVID thing of like March of 2020 mm-hmm. and April of 2020, when the world was just falling apart at the seams, I remember talking to my friends and saying like, you know, this is the, this is the kind of thing where you have the grandkids and, and they're going to say, tell me what it was like, because they're going to read about it in history books. They're going to read about it. And it's going to be here faster than you know it. Like the kids that are coming out of college nowadays, is it? college or high school whatever you know they weren't around even for like 9 11 so so they read about it in history books they read about it but then they go what was it like that day you know where were you that morning or whatever some of those stories you know we lived through this pandemic when when we were going through that thing of of, uh covet in 2020 you know we were referring back a lot to the what was it the spanish flu what 1918 or whatever 1919 the spanish flu because i went back into my ancestry account and i thought who from my family died during that deal? And so I went and looked to see how many family members we had lost in 1919 and what their ages were. And there again, I was back digging in my husband jokes that, you know, all your friends are dead people. It's like, yeah, just <laughs> a then, few of them. But then the, the great thing is now let's fast forward a couple of generations. Who knows who's going to be looking up your story? Yes, 100%. Because- Preservation of photos is more than just, it makes me feel good and it brings me memories. It's it's being able to tell your story for generations to come to strangers to other family you know so a lot of people again just don't take your photos and throw them in a storage unit and say i'll do something with it later or i'll make it my kids problems or whatever take that initiative now and that's kind of what rv photo queen is all about education and and the photos that are on your phone what are we doing with those oh my god try and find something how long are you going to scroll through till you can find what you're looking for because you've got you know screenshots of this and a picture of what you ate and then you know (laughs) way down the list here you're going to finally find the picture of whatever it is you're wanting to share with somebody so i do help everybody with with managing that chaos that can be on your phone that's the thing too like back in the day even let's go back 10 years or 15 years you know, when people are still carrying around cameras that required film, you were very careful. Yeah, you're very careful on the photos that you took. You didn't take 20 selfies, you know, on one of those cameras, you know, you took one. Now you're taking, you know, multiple photos of everything and you got to weed through them. And it's like, well, which yes. ones do I keep? Which ones? Because you're not going to keep them all. You don't need them all. You just need yeah. those, the, the ones that matter. The cream of the crop, as they say. That's right. I was just with a couple of my granddaughters yesterday, and I had a friend of theirs take a picture of the the girls and I, and she took like five of them. And I went, okay, which one is the best? We're going to pick this one and delete, 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 delete to the others. I've gotten into that habit because I've, I've fallen into that trap before where it's like, I don't need all this stuff. And so it's like, I don't need 10 photos of the sunset. I don't even need yeah. really sometimes one, <laughs> you know, but so the RV photo queen, if people wanted to learn more about how to get in touch with you and talk about this, how can people do that? A couple really easy ways. Um, one, I'm on Facebook. So RV photo queen is on Facebook. They can find me there. They can send me an email at rvphotoqueen at gmail.com. They can go to the website, rvphotoqueen.com. And soon I'll have videos up on YouTube and they can find me there. All right. RV Photo Queen Brenda, we have a couple more minutes. Is there anything else that you guys that you want to talk about? Any other things, great stories of your adventures or of your things that you want to share before we're out of here? One of the things I always like to share with people, because sometimes people get stuck in what we call analysis paralysis. The reason that they take the tubs and they they give them to their kids or they leave them in a storage space is because they don't know where to start. And so I've got a really simple five-step process for getting started. I joke that sometimes when we take our RV trips, you know, we've got our checklist of what we do, you know, the day before we take off, the day of 
check your tires, you do this, you've got that checklist, you know what's next. And I'm trying to help people do that with their photos and their memories. So whether they're already out on the road or if they're a part-timer or a wannabe, I can help them with that so that we can get them out of the driveway on their trip to the destination of having all of their photos digitized, organized, and mobilized with them and saved for generations to come. And, and all their stories, the good ones, the bad ones, the ugly ones, you know, we don't change history. We need to save it and, and hope that generations after us learn from whatever mistakes we may have made during our time here and our journey. Brenda, it's been an absolute joy <laughs> and surprise. Well, it's been a joy talking with you. Everything that I learned about you, oh my gosh, I <laughs> I, I was like, oh, this is going to be great because a lot of people do have these questions about what do I do with all my memories? And yeah, so I thought I it was do? just going to be this very simple, like uh, cloud stores. This, that. No, it goes so much deeper than that, which I wasn't expecting. I'm really like just excited about what I learned here. And then just talking about trends and, and yep. things in the business, not something that people really think about. And I try and make sure that we keep it fun because, oh my God, don't make this not fun. Don't make it work. So let's keep it fun and keep it moving and have some accountability and make sure that we're taking baby steps forward. You know, the journey of a thousand miles, like I said, starts with getting out of the driveway. That's the goal. Let's get out of the driveway. We've been talking with Brenda, the RV photo queen and a local inspirational, you know, motivational speaker here. <laughs> Thank you. And and um, and cemetery uh, enthusiast. Yes. So, I don't even know what to say about that. Other than we've, it's kind we've of- We've all got our little quirky things. Mine's yes. cemeteries. I'm going to, next time I am somewhere or I've got an hour or something to kill, maybe I'll look up a little cemetery and do a little drive-by and stop in and just kind of do a little walk around. Do a history lesson. There you go. Something, something along. I'm going to look, look for those QR codes. You saying that they're out there right now? They're kind there of- are some. Are there companies that are out there that are actually specializing in that or doing that? I did know that there was like two of them. I need to go do my research and find out um, if they're still doing that and if there's more now. That might be a good opportunity for someone listening. Yeah. That is a tech savvy and um, and all that. So, and, and wants to deal with that kind of thing. Thank you, Brenda, for joining us today on the RV Dreaming Podcast. That was inspirational. I appreciate your insight and input. And I can't wait for you to finally get on the road too. That's going to be really exciting. Thank you, Stuart. It's been a privilege talking to your audience and sharing my passion with them. Well, thank you again for coming on the program. That was the RV photo queen cemetery enthusiast. I don't, you know, sometimes I say something and I have no idea what's about to happen. It's it's not putting your foot in your mouth. It's kind of like making an off-sided comment and then someone going, oh, actually, I have a story about that. And and um, and the cemetery thing, I had, I had no idea. I, I really, I really didn't. You just never know where things are going to go on the RV Dreaming Podcast. So one thing that I learned talking with Brenda is that you don't know these terms of service. You know, you hear about it all the time. You don't really read the fine print. And you'll just kind of always assume, hey, I own these photos. I took these photos. I'm giving them to you for safekeeping. Someone, either me or maybe someone when I die, or you know, who's in charge of my estate is going to come knocking on the door wanting these. And then all of a sudden, poof, they're gone. Get in touch with her because she, she has the insight to know exactly how to fulfill and preserve your memories and your photos and your and your videos, which are becoming more and more and more and more now, it, it would just be a shame to to do to lose these 
on just because of such an oversight. You're listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the RV Dreaming Podcast. See the action on Instagram. Stuart doing stuff. Hear about it on the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode.